Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 304 and the return of a voice some of you might find vaguely familiar. Feel like I should try and hide my voice. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, Brad. How are you? Ah, uh, great, great. It has been a while. It has been, and you are in your secondary location. Yes, this time it's going a lot better than last time. <laughs> but you still can't close the shed door. No, no. Wi-Fi signal and metal do not mix. <laughs> but that will be rectified shortly. Until some sort of small burrowing creature comes along and goes, Mmm, tasty network cable, chomp. Or some rather bigger creature comes, tasty Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got my shotgun to keep those bunyips away. I'll be right. <laughs> Thinking of the vicious attack koala. Yeah. Them cute and cuddly things, surely not. They're eating eucalyptus, which is psychotropic to them. <laughs> Stoned and incontinent. Stay well no, away. No wonder they sleep most of the time. And they do have rather vicious... They're still bears. They still have rather hmm. vicious-looking claws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can rend. Yeah, sir. Here on BBC Wildlife Channel. <laughs> Tomorrow Wasn't we're going you? to have a look at the Australian nesting swallow. Was it not you, Mike, that said to me you were... Oh, no, actually, it was my aunt Chris Boot. He cried very hard when he was seven or eight and discovered that being David Attenborough wasn't a job you could get. What a shame. <laughs> Give it a few years, there'll be a position open. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The problem with that is Chris is now in his 50s, so by the time the position's open, he won't be in a position to hold it for very long. Uh, well, he's been practising long enough. Right then, Brad is joining us for an episode that he chose. This week we'll be looking at Prodigal and the return of a rather decent nemesis for the series. Nemesis or nemeses? Nemesis, I would have thought. I know for a fact that 2008 was published in Australia. Brad, do you remember the comic strip with the same name? Sounds very familiar. Did you even read 2008, Mike? No. I mean, I read a bit of Judge Anderson. Yes, can't imagine why. <laughs> Judge Dredd really didn't do much for me, but Judge Anderson, that was all right. Yeah, you should have joined me today. I, I watched The Lost Treasure of the Grand Canyon, Michael Shanks and a bunch of Stargate actors. Uh, you want to record this for a bonus, don't you? Uh, no, no. Really? There was a lot of scenes where there was no talking, and we'd have to do an awful lot of talking to fill it all in. <laughs> Just do a search on me hashtag, you will find a live Twitter feed as I was watching it. Oh. <laughs> it was one of those films. I've seen it before, so I was quite happy just to uh, tweet along with it as I watched it. So is it 3 a.m.? 6 a.m. Oh, no, that's after March when it goes back to daylight savings time. Or when daylight savings uh, ends, I should say. I'm never clear on it. I know <laughs> Arizona don't follow it, and some friends of mine were at a conference, or a convention rather, in Tempe. They went to eat at an Indian restaurant. And Arizona doesn't follow daylight savings, but the Indian restaurant does. Plus, the Indian restaurant is, for a sort of complicated reasons, all Indian reservations are on the same time zone. So they arrived at the restaurant at 3 p.m. Arizona time to discover it closed an hour before at 5 p.m. their time. Yeah. I, I do remember when I was traveling to Australia in 2008, the clock switched while I was there in October. Except yeah, Victoria, yeah. the clock switched in Perth, but it didn't switch in Victoria. The eastern states go forward an hour at the end of October. So myself and your countrymen made the ultimate sacrifice in honour of Gatecast. 
we watched an episode of Stargate Infinity all the way through. <laughs> but it was terrible. Terribly animated, terribly drawn. The only good bits were the equivalent of my paintings. Though since it's animation, everything is a map painting. There was a pan over a still shot of a planet, and it was beautifully painted. Mm. And then you see this horrendous, like about somewhere under nine frames a second animation. Yeah, those horribly coloured characters come running across it and destroy the... the... All of the female characters, all they seem to be able to do is gasp and point weapons. I don't know if Mike's just going to basically sink them and release it as it is. I don't envy you, Mike. I really don't. I was rather perplexed that it's even appeared in the inbox. Well, I, I told <laughs> I told you, you want, yes, you wanted to record something. Oh, I've got to edit it. <laughs> if you really want to do it, you can do it all yourself and post it yourself. I could, but you're so much better at it than me. And either way, it's still going to get your name on it. And now for something completely different. Emergency. Batman speaking. Warning all of you to brace yourselves for big news. The biggest. Tell them, Robin. Holy surprises, Batman. It's really exciting. Greetings, citizens. Join me, your old bat chum, John S. Drew, on my journey to discover what it is I love about the classic 1966 Batman television series on the Batcave podcast. Each episode, I'm joined by a guest host as we review the classic television series. There's a new episode every two weeks. Same bat time, same bat channel on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at thebatcavepodcast.com. Holy memoranda, folks. Make a note not to miss it. Good thinking. Robin. Do you want to hear the ever delusional story of my loot crate? Oh, is it still not there yet? Well, well, they sent the replacement out. Again, I didn't get a tracking number, so I got in touch with customer support again. I said, I need a tracking number. Just confirm it has been dispatched. So they sent me the tracking number, and I, I followed it from America across the Atlantic into the customs warehouse, out customs warehouse, and then a charge is to be levied. Oh, then I got a letter. You owe us. If you want this parcel, you owe us 30 quid, which I'd already paid VAT and everything at point of purchase. Mm-hmm. So I got back onto Loot Crate. They said, send us a copy of a photograph of the invoice and we'll refund you. So I you know, took a picture, sent it to them. They says, right, we've got it. You've paid all these charges. You know, there's something screwed up somewhere along the line. We'll refund you $45, which is the current exchange rate. So I'm waiting for that to clear before I actually pay the post office to bring me the parcel I ordered in December. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, an update. I never got the refund from Loot Crate for the uh, taxes, and the 20-day limit on the post office keeping the package expired. They sent it back, so I told Loot Crate I wanted a full refund. And I got the full refund. So, what, about three months later? I'm no better off. Hey-ho. As usual, we're going to be watching Rip from the Region 2 DVD of Stargate Atlantis. The runtime for this episode is 41 minutes 43 seconds. Is everybody queued up and looking at a black screen with a count set to zero? Saving snack food of choice is Round Tree's Pick and Mix, which is a mix of two fruities, fruit pastilles, and fruit. Well done. <laughs> but that wasn't an answer to my question. <laughs> I'm at a black screen with a little blue rectangle on it. Okay. 
if you want to do the countdown or if anybody actually wants to watch along as we do this sync up your video in the same way we do Alan will do his three two one and when he says click press play and if everything goes according to plan it should be synced up well enough not perfectly but well enough indeed i'm not giving a browser choice Gray, <laughs> throw at flicky you want to see me may i ask why you have not filed a single mission report yes straight into it ronan's getting a dressing down who's been a bad boy ronan's been a bad boy <laughs> Require every team member to file mission reports. Wolsey putting his foot down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem right somehow. I announced it my fourth day here. At an away team orientation meeting, detailing changes to mission protocol. Was I there? Yes, it was mandatory. Because I, I don't remember. Uh, I saw you there. It's kind of hard to miss you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm. Do you think he offered him a seat? <laughs> Roden refused to sit down. Every mission. I'm not good at writing. I figured you might say that. That looks horribly like a wig. <laughs> it is a wig. Uh-huh. Speak into it, we'll plug it in, and your report will be automatically transcribed and filed with the others. I'm not good at talking either. I would have thought, in the Satedon military, you know, he, he wasn't a grunt. Yeah. Mm. He was obviously coming up the ranks. He would not be unaware of writing reports. But then seven years, seven years on the run, you'd lose the eye-hand coordination to writing that, you'd think. Hey! Ooh, sorry, my bad. Uh, boys will be boys here. <laughs> they actually rigged one of the small P2 HD cameras to remote control cars to get some of the close-in footage. You get the feeling the crew were having as much fun as the cast. I could have dropped him. Sorry, we didn't know anyone was around. Sure, right? Come to think of it, what are you doing down here anyway? Trying to get Torrin to sleep. They were planning on having a lottery to see who gets these cars after the episode was shot, but Kenny Gibb, the props guy, said he's keeping them. Which is let me cry myself to sleep. I'm no worse for it. Oh, so much explains me, Rodin. Every little facet of his personality. I'd, I'd help you out, but it looks like you got everything taken care of. Yes. Now all I have to do is get him back to my quarters without waking him. Or being run over. Yeah, well, we're, I mean, we're done here. We're just, you know, finishing up. Mate. Mate, good one. Go, 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 Yeah! John's really not good around kids, is he? Worse than Rodney. They actually had to recast the part of Torrin. Obviously, in real life, the young girl that initially played him had grown up too much. (laughs) And they had to get a new crib. The original one was too small. <laughs> that kid looks to be at least six months old. No, it's difficult to gauge how uh, many months have gone by. At least it looks you like know. a boy. Mm. What's that about? It's me. Braddock. Uh-oh. Come in. Control room, it's Dr. McKay. We just lost power on these pier. What's going on? Yeah. Of course, it's Raddick's fault. Yeah, in the old days, you'd have to be putting a 50 pence in the meter. Now you would initially think they would... Oh, nicely done. Mm. Strange. Lights are out all over the city except the control room. Where is that? It's Dr. Rodney McKay calling anyone in the control room. Please respond. Yeah, we can see that, Rodney. <laughs> Actually, interesting enough, as they were walking past the plant there, the grasshoppers made a nice counterpoint. Oh. Right then. Prodigal. Stargate Atlantis, Season 5, Episode 14. 
This is Gatecast episode 304. This episode was written by Carl Binder and directed by Andy Mikita. And it's American premiere November the 7th, 2008. Canadians got it November the 10th. We got it December the 2nd. Sweden, December the 26th. Germany, October the 21st, 2009. Australia, April the 21st, 2010. And Japan, November the 24th of the same year. A handful of shows with episodes of the same name. G.I. Joe, Bitten, 7th Heaven, Smallville, 2 and 4 Tech. And that's about it. Not too much to say about this episode, really. Well, one would hope we something to say. We've still got about 36 minutes left. <laughs> uh, yes, Alan. <laughs> Right, we're back. We've all got the render of the city without any lights except for the tower. Candles are going. Tower's going to start a fire. No, she's had instructions from Tilk how to safely use candles. Rodney, are you there? Oh. Yeah, you see, I still say they should take things like Connor's credit and pull it to the end. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I imagine the uh, trailers for the episode also feature him. Yeah. <laughs> They're walking. I love how the armory stays open when the power shut down. You'd think it'd go into lockdown. Awfully embarrassing if you lock yourself out to your own weapons, gosh. Your way up to the central tower. If you run into Wolsey, let me know. Communications are down while walkies. Radic! Rodney, what's going on? Well, you don't know either? I'm on my way to the control tower. I tried to radio you. Power's out except for the central tower here. Okay, look, I need you to go to the main power room instead. See if you can reboot the system from there. Okay. Now we realize how big the city is without transporters. Yeah. It's going to take me off an hour to war that distance. Hello? Oh, charming. Well, it's not quite a Roman level of resistance to stun, but... <laughs> I love it. They literally look like circuit breakers. Big angles <laughs> on the power. <laughs> Note to the set dresses. Rodney, do you need me? Yeah, Rodney, go ahead. Oh, come on, Rodney, where are you? <laughs> They're only on the second floor. Uh-huh. <laughs> David actually pointed out that as a character, he's unfit. He's not used to all this walking and climbing, so wouldn't he be sweating? So they solved the issue by basically pouring a glass of water on his head. <laughs> you will notice in a later scene, he is drenched. Initiate a temporary patch using an external power source. <laughs> well, could knock out the Naquida reactors as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. Just get me enough juice to access the mainframe. We can figure out what the hell's going on up there. All right. What about Sorry right now? Hey, level 36? 35. Oh, great. 35. Perfect. So just another 28 floors to go, and that's just this stairwell. Then we get to level 63, got to cross over to an ancillary stairwell, climb another four levels. That's just to access the gate room. Oh, you know, see if you can route some of that power to transporters while you're at it. All right, I'll try. 63. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. is rather tall, isn't it? That's why he's going to be sweating. <laughs> I'd probably say, sod this. <laughs> I'll deal with the problem down here. You go up there. Surely if you think about how much time it's going to take to climb 63 yeah. stairs, you just power the transporter straight away. Here he is, look at him. He'll have a heart attack. <laughs> well, I remember climbing a very tall tower in Budapest. Breathe, McKay, breathe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sealed on purpose to keep people out. What, you think someone's infiltrated Atlantis? Rodney? Talk to me. I've initiated the temporary patch. I was able to route partial power to your lab. Oh, what about the transporters? Still working on it. Yeah, well, let me know when you got one online. Go to your lab and try to tap into the mainframe. I'll try the other stairwells. I'll probably block too, but who knows? <laughs> Where's his lab? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> 60 floors down. Yeah, go back down 60 floors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colonel. No one's sealed too? Yeah, all the stairwell doors are. Uh, this is actually the same hallway where they were racing the cars earlier on. Yep. Obviously, a few extra panels put in to make it look a bit different. Yep. Probably will, but we're not there yet. I need to know what we're up against before we go storming up there. Will you please stop damaging Atlantis? <laughs> stop blowing everything up. It must look like patchwork. Any luck? Not much. They had to compromise as well with the uh, computers. Obviously, they needed some extra light sources. Yeah. They'd be running off batteries as well. Hey, what are you... How did you get up here so fast? Oh, I was able to get some of the uh, transporters back online again. <laughs> oh, he's fixed. <laughs> yeah, come on. You've got to be really suspicious at this point. Yeah. Well, that is if you're not locked out of those as well. They're not critical systems. I should be able to access them if... Now, take a good look at that puddle jumper. That doesn't look like it fits in the gate. That is the actual puddle jumper prop rebuilt on this set. Oh. And when they rebuilt it, they realised that the CGI model they used is a lot smaller. <laughs> and as you said, Alan, it literally goes right up until the iris of the, the gate and right to the stairs. It literally couldn't be used if that was the real size of a jumper. Hey, less of the perviness, guys. Ooh. He's not dead. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Hello, Taylor. They really should have known that he'd get away. Hello, Connor. I think every episode they change his makeup as well. Mm. Yeah. He looks a little worse for wear compared to the last time we saw him on his hive. Either that or the lighting of Atlantis just makes it more harsh. Mm. this bit. Yeah. Speak into it, we'll plug it in, and your report will be automatically transcribed and filed with the others. I'm not good at talking either. Unscheduled off-world activation. Uh-oh. Saved by the gate. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Why has she got a desk facing away from everybody else? She was staring at Woolsey. Uh-huh. Major Nelson's IDC. They're early. Not due back until tomorrow. All right, let him in. Couldn't he radio first? Couldn't yeah. you ask why are you coming in early? Yep. It's not going up to the jumper bay. What's wrong? Major Nelson, what's your status? See, now, SG-1 would have armed guards there yep. all the time. Oh, okay, come on. Suspicious, everybody, please. Yeah. It's a shield. Good night. Jumbo now! Oh, that was nice. That's the way you do it. <laughs> Thank you, Basil Brush. <laughs> A bit of ominous music as well. Uh, it's not the Imperial March, but it'll do. No. <laughs> it makes it easier to drag people when they're on polished floors. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Minions, clean up. I shall sit here like a yellow eyed demon. Closing all immediate access doors. Yes, they really did give Michael way too much access to Atlantis in the early days. Uh-huh. I didn't know everything was voice activated. <laughs> I've activated the portal shield. Good. What about the external power interface? We're connected. The control room level is now drawing power directly from the ship. His primary hybrid subcommander is played by Brad Dryborough, Canadian actor. He's been in iZombie, Falling Skies, Battlestar, Motive Fringe, and Special Unit 2. Forgive me. I forgot to congratulate you. 
Conor Trenier, of course. This is his final appearance on Atlantis. Recently been in Odyssey in suits. I remember him in suits. Yeah, he was a lawyer. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Shocked. <laughs> we don't have much time, I'm afraid. My hybrids are preparing to activate Atlantis' self-destruct device. As soon as they do that, we will leave. Half the galaxy will cheer you on. The Janai will throw you a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with a crash? Not that I expect you to agree with me. But don't worry. Your baby will be safe. You are not taking my son. Yes, Taylor. I am. Nothing can stop me now. No, yes. Monologue. I know. it. <laughs> you hate to see it. You think, just get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> She's in front of you. Grab her and go to the jumper and leave. Yeah. In fact, while you're stunned there, take the baby away. Yeah. Snatch and grab. <laughs> Your reign is over. You will not make it out of here alive. My people will make enough! certain... Enough! Enough! Do you think you've weakened me? You've destroyed my facilities, ruined much of my research, but you cannot, you cannot weaken my resolve. Oh, he looks slightly miffed. Uh, <laughs> you have a talent for understatement, old chap. Yeah, he always seemed always so calm, but I think he's really at the end of his tether at the moment. I think he's so far past the tether, he can't even see it. <laughs> very place where your people ended my life as I knew it. It's only fitting that I return to extinguish this blight from the galaxy once and for all. Here's a thought, Michael. Kill everybody and just live here. Yeah. As did I. I mean, we blew up a ship, right? He's the one who stole our jumper, used it to escape from his cruiser before we could destroy it. He's like a, a cockroach. You know, every time you try to step on him, he just skitters away. Yeah, that's the problem with evil overlords. <laughs> And that's why I think everybody thought at some point we'd see Ford again. Because he was in exactly the same situation. Yep. Okay, you're with me. Zelenka, stay here. Try to figure this thing out. All right, we're giving Michael no quarter. If you get a shot at him, take it. Make sure he's dead. Let's move. Rodney, another 60 floors up. Yeah, I'm staying here. <laughs> I have no objections yeah. to do that. <laughs> Well, he did manage to figure out how to do is close the door and disable some fields affecting this room. Yeah, good morning, Ron. That would make... Why did Taylor wake up before he did? Uh, she was done with a handheld weapon. He was done by the force field. Not happy. His gun's missing. <laughs> yes. He's blanky. He never leaves home without it. There's got to be knives there somewhere. Would you really like to search Ronan? To a point you go, I'm not putting my hand down there. <laughs> We are still having difficulty with the self-destruct device. Why? As I told you, the encryption is much more complex than we had anticipated. We have run several integer factorization algorithms. Nothing has worked so far. Have you tried password? <laughs> well, when I try complex real algorithms... Control alt delete. Before the others figure out a way through our defenses. I know, but you will have solved the encryption problem before then. They had the usual problems with the contact lenses. Some of the new guest actors weren't totally comfortable with them. Even Connor himself had trouble with one of them. They had to fizz effects at least one of his eyes for a few scenes. Mm. I don't even know how you'd see through them. <laughs> they really reduce your eyesight by about 90%. Yeah, but just that dot in the middle you could see through. You weren't surprised to know that a doll that Taylor is carrying. Mm-hmm. They also had to go searching for a slightly bigger doll to reflect that kids are a little <laughs> bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Some people hadn't thought some of these small things out. Well, that's the continuity designer's problem. They're not getting in here. Now, this was good. Same door, walked up to it, stick the C4 on, the explosive crew comes in, put a new door in with all the explosives on, then boom, 
Exactly the same explosion, filmed from both sides. <laughs> you save money wherever you can. Yeah. And it's not crappy CGI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep going, Rodney. You're the man. Oh, this is brilliant. Uh-huh. He's found, you know, kind of the landmine ahead. What is it? I don't know, but we should uh, stop until I do. Major Lauren, hold up. But Lauren... Oh. <laughs> blissfully unaware. Whoa. His brain just got fried. Yep. Uh-huh. Colonel Shepard. Major Lauren is down. What happened? I don't know. I think he hit some kind of force field. Corporal Rivers, played by Colin Corrigan. He's a regular extra on the show. And they finally, you know, gave him some decent lines in an episode. A speaking parrot. Also been in Once Upon a Time, Arrow, Battlestar. Did a single episode of SG-1. Yes, busy shirt red. <laughs> Stay tuned. We picked up, and it appears that Michael has somehow managed to modify the Wraith stun pulse technology and integrate it with the puddle jumper cloaking mechanism. Yeah, creating a kind of a, a stun bubble. No, a force field around the control room and the gate room. Look, while it's in place, we're not getting in there. Oh, nobody ever said Mark's an idiot. Oh, don't let's not argue about semantics. Come on. Yeah. Michael is using the puddle jumper as an external power source, not only for the control room and the gate room, but also he using it to power the, the stun bubble. Okay, enough with the stun bubble. We've done it ourselves. How can it be too hard to believe? Yeah. <laughs> Look, the point is that if we want to disable the stun... <laughs> ...and we first need to disable the power from the puddle jumper. Either that or we figure out a way to override the mainframe lockouts that Michael has in place. All right, how's that going? It's not. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that grim on my face. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably still unconscious. Mm. Ah, the wrong not- And haven't we seen enough time Ronan trying to open the doors and do anything? What happened? That puddle jumper that came through sent out some kind of stun wave, knocked everybody out. All of Atlantis? I don't know. Probably. Ah, Amelia Bang. Sharon Taylor once again. She'll kick it down. Really got some good time on the final season of Atlantis. Appeared in 12 episodes of the season. She was talking to Joseph Malozzi, telling him about kickboxing that she'd been doing for 10 years. He had a word with Carl Binder, who wrote the episode, and guess what? She gets to do some kickboxing. <laughs> That's it, Ronan, when brute force doesn't work. Ronan, a man of long, complex speeches. Still nothing. What do you mean, nothing? It's beeping. That's a major achievement. Just get it to beep in sequence. There was a time when you understood me, Taylor. When your people brought me here, gave me the retrovirus that turned me into a human. You alone showed me compassion. You were the voice of conscience. You weren't a sodding psychopath back then, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's more of a sociopath. Psychopaths tend to be uh, completely absent of any degree of empathy. He's not. Oh, so because he's upset that Taylor's doesn't like him anymore. <laughs> you wonder if behind all this, he does have a fondness for Taylor beyond as an experimental subject. I would rather die. Maybe as an experimental subject is as close to fondness as he's capable of getting. Ah, maybe, yeah. I will not harm either of you, Taylor. <laughs> I will hug you and kiss you and call you George. <laughs> 
trust the word of a murderer. Why can't you understand? I'm a teenage boy. I have become what I am out of necessity. The need to survive. You became what you are out of vengeance. Do you not punish criminals in your world. Are they not up to justice? Is this justice to you? Don't upset him. <laughs> he has a valid point. This was done to him. He has just kind of gone with the flow. Yeah. The blood is on your hands! Well, I'd never met him. You know, what can you say? Yes, deflect it. Somebody else's fault. It's your choice. You can come with me and live or remain here and die. Either way, I'm taking your child. Is that how he sleeps at night? Yeah. <laughs> or does he cry himself to sleep every night? It's not my fault, it's theirs. It's all their fault. Just you in the head of me, don't it? <laughs> we blow it up, we cut the power and disable the force field, right? Yeah, it's a great plan. I'm just, I'm not sure I'm entirely clear on how you intend on doing the actual blowing up. Fire a drone at it. We can't. If you blow up the... How many times are you going to rebuild this starting tower? Yeah, that's going to take all the tail with it. <laughs> It'd be interesting if they'd have done an episode where, you know, they were scaffolding up and builders, you know. Wouldn't the Mark IX neck of the generator still be there from the siege that they used to power the chair? Hmm. They've got Mark IX now. Yeah, they powered the chair back then. It's a good, good, good plan, except I, I see one small problem with that plan, which is that, um, you know, that the underwater jumper bay only has a, a couple of jumpers in it. Well, we only need one. Yes, well, the, the thing is... Um, Both of them were severely damaged in the flood. Neither of them is able to fly. It's two years ago, Radic. We can't really fix them. You look guilty, Rodney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. It was the next thing on my list. You said you were going to fix it. I know, and I was getting to it, I swear. And you had two years. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read a report? It's to fix. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't watch your underlings. Because mm. yep. I want you to come with me and fix those jumpers like you said you were going to do two years ago. Let's go. Please tell me there's a transporter. Yes, uh, well, there's no one by the Puddle Jumper Bay, but there is one two levels down. Yeah, but you've only got an hour this time. Yeah. <laughs> It's only two levels when you've walked up 60. Hey, Zlenka, don't don't grin like that. <laughs> wow, this bloke's strong, isn't he? Yeah. There she goes. I wonder if she got paid double because I didn't have to get a stunt person in. That's Fenton's would have worked better if you'd said, I wonder if she got paid twice because they didn't have to do a double. You've got a weapon now. And that was or Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. No stunt double, yeah. no cutting or editing, just go for it. <laughs> One take. Yes, I'd point out, Ronan, Keller, yeah. very pretty girl. Yeah. Amelia, she's your equal in pretty much every aspect. Why are they stick fighting? Is this sneaking music? <laughs> Where is everybody? Oh, I was going to say, aren't they guarding this place? A bit complacent. Yeah, well, everyone's stunned and locked in. You know how to damage vital systems, Ronan? We thought you'd do it before that. He's not really the camouflage type, especially <laughs> in a room of light. Just got a tweet from Mangan Alice saying she's bought the season one of Atlanta, so she's going to listen to the podcast. Mm. Uh, good, she's got some catching up to do. Yep. <laughs> I just wonder how many people, you know, liked SG1 but never actually got into Atlantis or vice versa. Well, even then, just jump ship when RDA left. Yeah, maybe. Never come back again. Stay here with them, keep everyone calm. And uh, if any more hybrids show up, just do what you did earlier. Yes, and if possible, let me watch, because, hmm, maybe. 
Now this shot looks very simple. Unfortunately, they had to remove all the lighting rigging from the roof, put in new paneling. What is it? We were finally able to decipher the encryption on the self-destruct device. Good. Prepare the ship to leave. We'll arm the self-destruct and switch the power back to Atlantis' systems a split second before we leave. The timing of the switch must be precise. I don't want to give them any opportunity to disarm the device. I'll make the calculations. Boom today. Yes, very fortunate piece of intel there. <laughs> We're not going to the armory. Why? What happened? They armed the self-destruct. Mr. Woolsey, would you please head back to the others? Hmm. Yeah, do as you told. <laughs> They're going to blow it up. <laughs> you blew it up. Damn you. <laughs> the commentary for this episode, Carl Biner and Andy Mikita. Another good in-depth, behind-the-scenes discussion between the writer and the director. Colonel Shepard, this is Taylor. Can you hear me? John, this is Taylor. Please respond. Yeah. <laughs> Ronan yeah. ducked and the bloke behind him got hit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh. A Satedon, six and a half foot, well-muscled against a Wraith-human hybrid. Let them fight. He's fighting with Michael. Almost at the jumper bay. Keep us posted. Hey! Don't destroy them blinky units. We've only got so many. <laughs> you won't be surprised to know that this episode is virtually all filmed on handheld cameras. Uh-huh. Gets a very dynamic look to it. Oh, he's got him. But Ronan needs our help. We need to get back up to the control room. I don't know. Did he miss or did they duck? <laughs> oh, you little from column A, you little from column B. Yeah. Whoa! Wee! Ow! Shooting ow, a handheld ow, pistol ow, at that blank. And that was Jason doing the stunt fall. He bounced. <laughs> <laughs> he might be dead as well. Mm. He might be playing possum. Yes, if only you started the repairs two years ago. Tell us what's going on up there. I, I can't tell. Ronan is down. He might just be unconscious. Tell me when he comes to. What do we got? It's like I said, I mean, both the jumpers are toast. This one's got a whole whack of problems starting with zero power. <laughs> Unhook the battery and put it over <laughs> this one. <laughs> pods won't extend. There's no drones. And this one's got drones. So if we bring power over to this, we can get the drive pods working, right? Okay, you want me to harvest parts from both jumpers, cobble together a fix so one of them will work? Is it possible? Doubtful. But maybe. It's a long shot at best. Perfect. Get to it. What do you need? 15 minutes? Ah, uh, more than enough. Great. Oh, smash. <laughs> I know how you feel. Cables running everywhere. I've had days like that. <laughs> yeah. Must have locked out the transporters. We need to get to the control room. It's too dangerous, not without weapons. You can always throw the baby at them. They will instinctively catch him. <laughs> yeah, I can catch a stun blast. This is great. The body double for Robert, they said, was almost perfect. Standing side by side, they look so very similar. And this whole sequence took them half a day to shoot. Huh. Oh dear, nowhere to run to, Taylor. At least not Gary and the baby. Oh dear, he's dead, Jim. Oh, come on. How did he not... See you standing there. <laughs> it's a contact. He can't. He doesn't have much peripheral vision. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. <laughs> Why has it not woken up yet already? <laughs> it should be screaming its head off. 
I mean, running along the corridors, it's not exactly a nice, quiet footstep, is it? Hmm. And they're bouncing about. Oh, how fortunate. Especially when it's used to just slow walks around, put it to sleep. I think last time Taylor was exploring these corridors for the seed, up until then, we didn't even know they existed. Hmm. You wouldn't have heard that closing? Obviously not. Okay then, Torin, you be a good little boy. Be very, very quiet. Oh, now he starts crying. Mm-hmm. I'm awake now. Thank you, Torin. He's treasured. And he perhaps wants feeding. Then feed him. What's even Go worse than now he's just wait, gonna walk watching. away. Yeah. I've never heard what a crying infant sounds like. Okay, give her. Tripod you go. Alright, now we're getting somewhere. I got juice, I got life support, I got Oh come on. What? It's the weapons won't come online. Why not? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We need those drones. They were fortunate to catch the uh, some of the props bomb and they were going to clean the windscreen of the uh, puddle jumper to the point that leave it looking like it is because it's been underwater for nearly two years. Mm. Are you telling me she just disappeared? I'm saying that we searched every room and corridor within the stun field. We couldn't find her anywhere. She knows the city well. Well, not everywhere. Come on. She's toying with me! Ah, fair enough. We'll keep looking. No, I'll handle this! <laughs> Temper. That was a rubber laptop. They put a, a glass green in it and a few pyrotechnics. So I'm sure laptops aren't meant to explode like that when you come across a room. No, you wouldn't hope so. <laughs> Land yourself destruct. Michael's gonna blow up the city. How much time do we have? He said it for ten minutes. How much time do you need before you get those drones working? Well, if I can get them working at all, a lot more than ten minutes. Oh, that's it. Raise the stakes a bit. Ten minutes. Close. Mm, jumper, I'm crashing into the tower. Crash it? Look, it's our best chance of taking out Michael's jumper. Not to mention taking out yourself. You've crashed jumpers into the tower before. Not like this, you haven't. <laughs> all that worked for nothing. Again. I think John's getting a bit too cavalier with throwing himself against buildings. Survived too often. He knows he can do it. He's indestructible. Yeah. So he's being blown up. Yeah, he's done that before and he survived. Taylor, I know you can hear me. Are you out there? That alarm, if you're not aware, is a fast self-destruct device. I've already set it for ten minutes. That is the amount of time you have to consider the offer I'm about to make you. If you will surrender yourself and your child to me, I'll disarm the device, sparing the lives of everyone on this base. If not, you, your baby, and everyone else will die. Surely some of his men are beginning to question this mission. Yeah. Even though they have utmost loyalty. We've seen at least one of you know, his second-in-command we just say, you know, what are we doing? Why are we still here? So, not totally 100% programmed to be loyal to him. What? Well, it's just, I mean, what you're about to do is... Yeah, well, it's not like it's the first time. How many suicide missions have I flown? I don't know, I lost count. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm glad they actually acknowledge it as well. Yeah. Here's so many more suicide missions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just have a think so about that. 
You can't really be called suicide missions if you're not committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, I went on a suicide mission, but I did it wrong. <laughs> Why did you get in touch with us? No, 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 that will take a little bit more time. I have, however, managed to get the access doors to the gate room open. Well, that does us absolutely no good. I mean, with the, the stun field still in effect. What about the transporter on the gate room level? Uh, no, no, I, I still don't have control of that either. For crying out loud. I'm sorry, I'm doing the best I can. Michael has placed several highly encrypted codes. Look, in just, what about the gate shield? Can you lower it? Yeah, yes, that I can do. Ah, he has an idea. You don't have to do your kamikaze run. Why not? John, you sounded as if you wanted to do it. To a random planet, we'll have Radic lower the gate shield, allowing the vortex to obliterate Michael's puddle jumper, or most of it. Now that's a good plan. That's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Rodney is brilliant. And just completely dissolve the puddle jumper. <laughs> well, you think about it, they already wrote it off, so yeah. the fact that there's a chance to get it back, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Just hope that no power systems erupted the bit it chops off. We don't have much time. We need to leave this place. Time is short, too. Yeah, give me liberty or give me death. <laughs> I would think the choice is an easy one. If nothing else, consider your child. By remaining in hiding, you are sentencing him to die. What kind of mother would do such a thing? All we need is Jafar to get on the... She's already told you she'd prefer to die. Yeah, die free. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom! Come with me, Taylor. Trust me. I will not harm either of you, and I will not harm Atlantis. You have my word. And then later on, you might want to come with me. See the radio message. <laughs> no, Michael, today I die free. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a sociopath. <laughs> he keeps saying that. Then show me you mean what you say. Your word is worth nothing. It could be worse. It could be going on about having a queen to rule by his side, like yeah. Baldwin. Yeah, be my queen. The only queen, the only queen Michael's going to get is Gillian Clary. Now that looked fake, but it yeah. looked nice. Mm. All right, I'm in the air, approaching the central tower. Copy that. So, are you ready? Ready when you are. At least <laughs> Rodney couldn't get lost. Yeah. Michael, can you hear me? Less than two minutes. We need to go. Now. Yes, Taylor. I hear you. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> you disappoint me. So I will leave you to the fate you have chosen. But I'm not leaving alone. You should know that I've already collected your son's DNA. Cloning him will require additional time, delaying the implementation of my plan. But as you well know, I will not be deterred. Uh, as you said, Brad, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Two minutes, heading down. You could have done that in the first place, and half of last season's story wouldn't have needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah, but it's obviously poor planning due to the ravening madness. Yeah, it could be, yeah. And this, this is, he stops and thinks, ah, I am going to kill Ronan. I am not on the schedule. <laughs> mm. Well, it's the only thing that saves him from vaporising. <laughs> I'm in position, ready to dial. Radic, drop the shield. Whoosh. <laughs> Shield's down, go on me. What's our gate address again? <laughs> no! Oh, well, it's a quick way to go anyway. Yeah. Oh, and they had a lot to say about this scene. 
the first take they had about 20 men all armed with you know machine guns assault rifles and they all opened up when they burst through it said it was like a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> was that not the idea well they had to reshoot it with too many people you know the whole gate room would have been destroyed yeah imagine the concussion because they were using blanks so mm. the guns were being fired i'm heading back go ahead and reboot the city's power yes i'm already doing it i don't envy anybody who's got to actually take that jumper apart to get it out of the gate room yeah, yeah. Just push it back a bit more and open the gate again. <laughs> That's a G36 assault rifle that John's been carrying for the last few episodes in place of his P90. Don't ask me why, because as a closed port weapon, it's a bit cumbersome. Yeah, and even the SG1 team went for the G6. More with the running. Amelia. Oh, you're not going to ask her to babysit, are you? You take care of Torn for me. Of course. Yeah, why don't you just hand her to somebody that can't kick ass? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She'd be useful to have along. Make sure no one leaves. I don't need any help. Well, what do you know? She has literally been left holding the baby. Ah, uh, you can't escape. That's it, John. Just keep firing. Because you have tapped in the sheet code from them to them, haven't you? <laughs> now, this was the operatic demise of Michael that they wanted. They wanted it to be big, grand. They originally thought, put him on top of the tower itself where the jumpers come out, but that would have required way too much work. Mm -hmm. So they built this balcony to have a big fight on. Whoa. No hand railing. <laughs> No railing, you don't need those things, do you, on a balcony? No. No, that was approach to health and safety. <laughs> a mixture of visual effects, map paintings, and obviously live action. Got the fans going, big time. Techno crane to film this. In every sense of the word. Yeah, they chopped the live footage out, zoomed out, and put it into this big map painting. That does look good. It does look fantastic. Whee! <laughs> you got the two moons in the back. That's dangerous. Running yeah. at you, someone with this limited amount of space. Ow! Holy! <laughs> now, how does John, a normal human, beat someone the strength of Michael when he kicked the crap out of Ronan? Oh. I don't think he thought about that when he went out the gate. <laughs> Surprise! Oh, that's double... T this is the wrong sort of threesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, die-hard flashback. Yep. This is nasty. You Rickman proud. I wondered, you know, when you watched this, could Taylor have squatted down, looked at him in the eye and says, I apologise for everything we did to you, then kicked him off? Yeah. Because ultimately, the Atlanteans are to blame. Even John must be impressed by that. In theory, he could have survived the fall. He survived that. That's a superhero yeah. zooming, that is. It is. That grace any Marvel movie. I could have seen the same shot in Daredevil. <laughs> I'm sure if you pause on that establishment shot, you can see little Michael swimming away from the city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There'd be a dozen ways to bring him back though, if there was a season six. You gotta be kidding me. You get released and I gotta stay here another day? Because I only fell down a flight of stairs. 
You, my friend, were hurled from a much greater height. I'm inspired. Ronan, will you marry me? <laughs> In a lot of the commentaries, they've raised up some of the ideas that they could have done in the sixth season. A romance between Ronan and Amelia was one of them. I thought you were going to say Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? They need diversity in television. He did run for a long time. Dare I say, inspire me. <laughs> Romance, that was never meant to be. Thanks. Get some rest. And don't worry, your team's not going anywhere without you. That reminds me. Oh, I'd love to hear what this says. I know Michael attacking the city isn't really a mission, but uh, I filed a report anyways. Oh, Wolves is almost tearing up. Splendid. Respect. Thank you. Hard currency for the bureaucrat. Mission report. Michael invaded Atlantis. Yep. Tried to blow it up. Yep. We stopped him. Yep. End of report. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Concise and accurate. Uh... Take a good long look, because soon you're going to see nothing but taillights. Let's try Speed Racer. I honestly thought these pair would have something a little bit more elaborate than store-bought remote control cars. Yeah, especially Rodney, you'd think it'd be souped up. Yeah. Sorry, we were just, you know... Who's winning? I am. <laughs> yeah, still colicky, huh? He was awake all day, refused to take a nap. That's not surprising, got a full night's sleep. Yes, it's remarkable, he slept through the entire ordeal. He hasn't slept through a whole night in, um, <laughs> ever. And they were delighted with the performance of the little nipper for this. Although half the time he was looking up at the lights, the time at the uh, remote control cars. Mm -hmm. And just a couple of times he was able to look McKay right in the eye and really weird him out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, you may want to cover the child's eyes because uh, this could get ugly. Are you ready? Yeah. One, mm -hmm. two. Hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's why you make superhero reference, isn't it? No, it isn't. Starting to get a bit too big to carry. Ending on a light note after killing a major bad guy. Yeah. The happiest we've seen her for a long time. Yeah. I murdered someone. I'm cheerful. <laughs> that could literally be it. She knows <laughs> the fact that Michael is no longer in this galaxy. My burden has been lifted. Or any other. Yeah. You threatened my child. I am Mama Bear. Sure you never threaten anyone. I'd love a game. You're free to kill John. Who? John. Oh, I'm not on just me. Never mind. Continue. Okay then, that was Proggy, 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 I can't even say that now, thanks very much. <laughs> okay then, a little bit of trivia. Paul Binder, the writer for this episode, he wrote two episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and 6 of Universe. He also wrote a couple of episodes of the LA Complex, Transport of the Series, four episodes of Cedar Cove, and four episodes of Mysterious Ways. Andy Makita, the director, 29 episodes of SG-1, 22 of Atlantis, and another 12 of Universe. Also directed three episodes of Transport to the Series, four of Primeval New World, and episodes of Lost Girl, Killjoys, Dark Matter, Cedar Cove, and Motive. Right then, I enjoyed that episode. I enjoyed it a lot. It was probably one of the more satisfying conclusions to an evil character we've had, especially in Atlantis. I think you sort of have that thing, they've got to always leave some sort of loophole open for him to come back. Yeah, and it was personal as well. Yeah, especially like last time, oh yeah, well we just seen his ship blow up. It wasn't really a satisfying end then, and if, it, if that was the end of him, then it would have been unfortunate. But no, it was good to have him come back and try and take them all out with him. You get more satisfaction from, you know, the physical... Uh, we can't say she killed him. She, You could argue that she murdered him, although chances are that if she just watched him for any length of time, he would have slept eventually. But I think she'd be well justified in doing what she did. Yep. 
Although it would be interesting to know exactly how it was reported, or do you think... I think they'd have to fudge the issue a bit. The IOA wouldn't be too happy, regardless. Yeah, there'd be some editing to the mission report, like. Yes, he, he fell and, uh, you know, he, he just lost his grip and we couldn't save him. We tried. Next week's episode is going to be Remnants. On the next Stargate Atlantis, McKay discovers a remnant from a long-lost civilization. And if this device is any indication, a highly advanced one at that. Oh, no. While Woolsey fights for his job. This will all go a lot easier if you just accept where this is going. The hell I will. And Shepard fights for his life. Your friends back at Atlantis are as good as dead. Stargate Atlantis with all new episodes. Watch in real time, Fridays at 9, 8 central on Sci-Fi. And if everything goes according to plan, Ian will be joining us for that. As of this point, we have yet to record it. <laughs> so uh, anything can happen between then and now, such as the life of a weekly podcast. Yes. Brad, do you want to give us your information on your podcast? Off the shelf, the voice of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. We've just hit 204 paid members over here. Paid members? Yeah, paid members. We do. We're doing this wrong, Alan. <laughs> we do a uh, weekly podcast just talking about all the news Transformers news and stuff new additions to our collections and that uh, you can find everything at www.transformerscca.com excellent and if you want to get in touch with us here's how you do it contact form on our website which is gatecast.co.uk or via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com we're also on Facebook and Google Plus and we're carried on iTunes and Stitcher internet radio you'll find all those links on our website You'll also find the link to the independent RSS feed, which carries every episode we've released so far. You can copy that and manually add it to a podcatcher. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Brad. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.